everybody welcome back to player to player looks like we just had one of our awesome community members octi come in heavy with a raid welcome raiders welcome to player to player i'm your host tonight or one of the hosts tonight jake i've got my wonderful co-host with me danny and wes danny how's it going it's going guys how are you doing doing well and of course i've got wes in the house hey guys how's it going it's going well my friend it's going well big shout out to octi again for bringing her community thank you so much for sharing your community with us this is player to player where every monday from 9 to 10 p.m eastern standard time we discuss the weekly gaming news with you that you don't want to miss out on because if you did then you're not in the know and being in the know is half the battle in life okay half the battle thank you for the follow logo 358 thank you for the follow as well angelologist thank you so much both of you guys for the follow much appreciated john and war in the chat and saying up in the chat hello to both of you as well great seeing everyone out tonight hope you are all ready it's a little bit of a soft week you know it's a little bit of a soft week i was mentioning that coming in here uh there's a few obviously big topics that we're going to be touching on tonight but comparatively other times i send you guys a file that has 20 30 links and we get to five <laughs> you know and tonight i think i sent you one with 10 so we'll see if we still get to those five or <laughs> There, there's some there's some beefy ones in here that's though. what i mean right yeah and the last week and early this week is it's been a few yeah i mean i feel we got a lot of heavy hitters this week not not like a lot but heavy hitters so what do you guys see we get into that let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it all right so let's get into the nitty-gritty and uh the, the first one is well it's kind of an eye-opening topic here because we never thought that this would ever happen but it's happening and xbox is getting sony exclusives on game pass so recently mlb 2021 uh, was or is it 2022 now i'm not sure how they did that uh, the latest mlb game was released the baseball is the current year so it's 2021 yeah. i think it's 20 2k 21 or something like that yeah. 2021 i hate how the sports games do that but yeah so <laughs> mlb forever has been a sony exclusive game we have watched it be told year after year after year after year and we'll be the show 21 thank you insane not far um yeah we've seen this sold every single year uh for playstation but now it is launched as a day one on game pass now sony didn't have a, obviously a, a big say in this uh it later came out that mlb was in fact the ones behind it and why wouldn't they i mean you find yourselves in a pretty terrible contract where yeah, your game is being made, but only for one console, where you're watching the NHL, NFL, and the uh, FIFA uh, uh, soccer, all three of those launching on both the Switch. They, uh, well, some of them on Switch, sorry. FIFA's on Switch and Xbox and PlayStation consoles. Um, kind of being left in the dark there is MLB. So now it is on the Xbox Game Pass. So Wes, I'm going to hit you with this one first. Uh, do you think that we're going to be seeing more games from Sony coming over to Game Pass? Do you think this is just a one-time kind of deal? Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath that we're about to start seeing like Horizon Zero Dawn show up. Um, th this one, this one was already hitting Xbox platforms, um, and and, and kind of made sense. Like like you said, it was only coming out on PlayStation. Uh, I, I I think we're we're not quite at that point where where we're gonna start seeing those games show up on Game Pass just yet, not unless something crazy happens in the next little bit. Yeah, rather big though for MLB to come in and say, hey, you know what? Tired of this exclusivity? Get yourselves over there, Danny. Yeah, it's it's and I mean those MLB games are have, have 
my understanding, anyway, I don't play them, is that yeah. they're, they've actually been quite good for a while, and, and kind of the, you know, a good reason to own a PlayStation if you want to play baseball games is, is those games. I've heard a lot of good things about them, too, and it's always been sad that they're sitting there locked behind the exclusivity wall of Sony, but obviously that dam is now broken open. Uh, Danny, obviously I want to throw this one over to you. What, what are your thoughts on Microsoft getting a, a former Sony exclusive game now on Game Pass? Uh, I think it's actually, uh, it's nice to see that, like you said, it's not just exclusive. There's a lot of baseball fans out there. I, I am like you guys, I don't have any interest in it. Uh, but like, it's it's nice to see that the Xbox players can actually get a chance to play an MLB game because there is not, there isn't many out there. I think I only know one other company that does uh, like a, a baseball game. It's not even good, but... It's like it's great to see that something like that that should be available for every platform. I don't know why it was exclusive. I still don't know why it was exclusive. But uh, Sony had a first party. Um, it, it, basically, how EA had the NFL and NFLPA license with Madden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony oh, okay. held the first party rights to it. Uh, there was a third party one that was held by 2K. Um, oh okay. And so there was a there was an MLB 2K series of games, but they kind of sucked. Yeah. Gotcha. They they started off strong and then kind of fell fell pretty hard and and they just stopped making them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it was RBI runner runners batted in made a resurgence and there's a RBI yeah. one two and three I'm pretty sure and those have been recently released on all consoles at a relatively ch- cheap price twenty nine ninety nine thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're based off that old RBI baseball for the NES yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to see that uh, MLB is over on Xbox. I don't think it's going to be something that we're going to see very often, like Wes was saying, in terms of whether more Sony games will make their way over. I do think this is kind of a one and done or deal. Um, but I don't think that maybe Sony is the one that we need to be talking about here in regards to any collaboration or deals with microsoft isn't that right danny that is actually this is one of my things yeah so let's talk about that i, I definitely want to dive into this one because uh i i obviously i went I looked over the article that you had sent me today and and as i was reading i was like huh there's there, there's a lot of good stuff here i mean if you're thinking about it now of course what are we talking about phil spencer is the head of uh, head of xbox um He's been a, a huge, huge force, and something that he's done on a lot of his live streams is have little bit of some tidbit, uh, tidbits and Easter eggs in in the background leading up to some sort of reveal. So why is there a rumor that something could possibly be going on between Nintendo and Microsoft? Well, two months ago, and this is two months ago, Phil Spencer did a live stream where uh, he appeared in a Microsoft stream, sorry, and during that there was a showcase of his his room at the time and just like previously where it had been shown off where uh he had teased a the new indiana jones game by having a relic on his shelf so there's things that he's done um even like having a i think it was the uh, the headset or something for the xbox series s was also in his room at the time however in this case he has a nintendo switch and so at first everyone didn't really think anything about it didn't think anything about it and Slowly but surely, this this rumor mill has kind of been taken off, especially thanks to a recent podcast uh, over on the Gamers Beat or Games Beat journalist Jeff Grubb 
stated that pretty much everything on Phil's shelf meant something. Uh, on Phil's shelf meant something, even the Nintendo Switch. A well-known and semi-reputable leaker over on Reddit named uh, I'm gonna butcher Sveshful Ed. It's S H P. He just summoned the deadites. Yeah, it's S H P E S H A L. Like that's that's very special. Special Ed. Special Ed. I guess special Ed. So that the cat seems to be out of the bag on Nintendo and Xbox. More you're gonna hear in the fall. Danny, I'm gonna hit you first on this. What could this more in the fall be? What are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? We have a lot of people speculating. I know that uh, I was talking a little bit with with Will, um, and uh, he said, you know, that he believes that Game Pass is going to be coming to the Switch, um, which is a huge possibility. Um, I, I'm sure that, in my opinion, we might see that more than something like you know Halo coming over. But um, you know, we we also got the uh, those other games, uh, Ori and the Wisps. That's how it's called, right, Wes? Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Will of the Wisps. There you go. Uh, you know, which was, of course, an Xbox franchise, and that came over to the Switch. Um, and Phil Spencer is an actual Nintendo fan. Uh, he stated that he uh, actually has, like, on his shelf, he has a Nintendo Switch, uh, and he enjoys playing it, and he likes what Nintendo has done. Uh, Nintendo has especially now has the thing where it's like they're not competing anymore. They're, Nintendo is doing their own thing and the other companies have seen it and they are not um, they're not afraid now to show that they can support Nintendo even though they're physically not supporting Nintendo. But uh, having something like this could be a step of getting other franchises of Xbox. We all know that now with Xbox, their main thing is going... Uh, for the game pass and they're they're basically they're not doing the same thing that they tried to do with when the 360 was around you know they were competing with sony they were trying to show that they were better than them and you know they want to prove that um you know maybe by doing a certain amount of things they could surpass sony uh that's changed so we have we talked about it a couple of weeks ago uh where now they're not really competing anymore microsoft is doing their own thing like nintendo is uh, and Game Pass is what what they believe is the future, which leads me to believe that that and then we talked about this too, Jake, is that we believe that this is going to be the last Xbox system. I, that that's yeah. that's what we talked about before, right? Yep. So I I believe the the rumors are true that uh, eventually Microsoft is just going to be handling the Game Pass, doing its stuff for PC, and probably I'm not sure if we'll see it coming to the PlayStation or not, that that's one thing we'll have to wait in the future. Um, but it could be more of a possibility happening with Nintendo. Absolutely. I mean, this is a really, really big moment because the Game Pass itself is a very lucrative, lucrative deal. Uh, publishers are enjoying it. The consumer gets a fantastic deal out of it. It's very much a win-win going around there. Mm-hmm. And what I find very interesting is that, I mean, you have a well-known Japanese developer in Sony, a well-known Japanese developer in Nintendo, and they're not working together. They're not collaborating with one. It's not Sony and Nintendo who are working together. You, you, you'd almost expect that those two would be working together, but it's Sony and Micro, or, sorry, Nintendo and Microsoft that are working together. 
this isn't the first time obviously one of their big stepping stones was the minecraft collaboration and making it the very first time that you can play with your friends on a nintendo switch if they're on an xbox you guys can play together uh, that was a that was a door opening there and uh I, i'm right with you there Danny. I, I do think that the game pass is probably going to be the thing that makes its way over because instead of it just being like one or two games i think they're just going to come over with the game pass what do you think wes uh i'm still on the fence on this one i i could see it happening but I, I I still could see it not happening. Um, I, I I feel like there's a lot of hurdles there uh, between those two to get that up and running. I, yeah. n- obviously, there's there's the the tech issue, in, it just in terms of what the switch can run versus what it can't run. Um, so you you'd have to look at that sort of thing and what that selection of games would be like. Um, but oh, sorry. On that, real quick though. Mm-hmm. Smart delivery. We've been talking about smart delivery for Xbox. Yes. Could that solve yeah, that I mean, though? there's certain. Uh, well, no, because it's it's still going to run on that hardware, right? You yeah. still need to get it running on there. Uh, the, the reason smart delivery works is because it works on both both sets of hardware anyway. Um, well, it's similar I mean, to PC, it'll, right? It'll find that that best game to run, so it might grab like the versions that are running on your Android phone or the version of the game that's. I mean, if your Android phone is able to play Gears of War Five, yes, but that does it through cloud play, right? Whereas with the Switch, you're not always going to be guaranteed an internet connection. And then, that's true. well, that's how Game Pass right now. Game Pass right now, you can't play your games if the internet goes out. Uh, they could do some sort of like authentication thing if they wanted to do it on the okay. go or something like that, okay. like check in once a day or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you you couldn't necessarily do cloud gaming with like I'm going to take this on the bus and go right. You you'd need a, a persistent internet connection to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there's a few hurdles there. Um, but that being said, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Microsoft wanting to push in that direction. Um, it makes sense for them. Why not? Like if, if, if they can, if they can overcome these, these sorts of challenges, then absolutely like do that, I'm, you know, get, get that extra, get that, that extra, the, the, the extra community that you don't have right now. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much thinking that, as Danny kind of said there in the whole discussion on whether or not Xbox is going to make another console, I think this is it, they're done. Um, and I think that what they're really going to be pushing for next is trying to get that Game Pass up to being something bigger than it is. I mean, just making a massive, massive monster. It already is a monster, but even more so, just cranking it up another notch. And, I mean, I don't really know how you do that after buying Bethesda. Um that kind of is your big cranking of the notch especially when elder scroll 6 comes around and the next fallout game comes around when those games come around and everybody's clamoring out to go and get them and microsoft goes that's behind game pass i'm really going to be interested to see those numbers skyrock because i think i think they're going to and this deal here um I'm fully on the fence. I think the game pass is going to come to the, the nintendo switch it makes a lot of sense i think there's a lot of hurdles it's kind of the same. If they can do it for the phone and tablet, I don't see why they couldn't do it for the Switch. And, and they, like, uh, like having that same tech available. <clears throat> they they have done something similar. They have done cloud stuff for the Switch in Japan. Yeah. Uh, you can play Resident Evil 7 on the Switch in Japan. Um, and that's all done through cloud streaming and that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, it's not... Actually, I was going to say, you can actually play Hitman 3. And uh, there's another one you can play here in uh, in North America. I just don't remember what it's called. Yeah. 
Yeah, I couldn't remember. I knew Resident Evil 7 was one, and as soon as you said Hitman, yeah, that one was the one that clicked. Um, yeah, there's another one. I can't remember what it is. So, I mean, there's... Uh, like, precedents have been set for this sort of thing. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I still feel like there's there there's enough there to, to maybe cause enough kinks to, to, to make it harder, I guess. Not impossible. Not impossible by any stretch. Control or uh, car hero in the chat says, "What about Xbox Live on Switch? That way we have a legit party chat option. Nintendo would have to put no resources into it; just hire Microsoft to get it going and running on Switch. And then uh, Control would be the other game." Is what I mentioned what you're saying there. Is there a way of connecting a headset to a Switch? Uh, there is. Um, I think there's, there's actually. Jack. Yeah, there there is, and there's also controls that you can get that has the built-in feature um to sure. use a headset but most of the yeah, uh built into the controller yeah but most of the um the chat comes through an app you get for your phone uh that connects yeah. to your switch that's basically how they cut it but it's only supporting three games right now splatoon 2 um super smash brothers and one other that i can't remember at the moment sure oh uh car hero is also mentioning that control is the other game mm-hmm. yeah. So, oh, okay yeah i mean yeah that yeah, that stuff that that precedent has been set. Um, yeah, I just I mean you you take it on the go and you you kind of lose that 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 ability, right? Um, obviously, infrastructure things being different in in Japan versus North America is is, is gonna uh, gonna throw a wrench in there as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to have to wait until the fall to find out more information on what exactly Nintendo and Microsoft are up to. But we're going to move on from there because Nintendo could be up to some other things according to a recent data mine uh, brought up by, obviously, data miners. And upgrades for the upgrade. Basically, there's going to be a new Nintendo Switch dock version that's going to be coming out. It's going to be making it 4K capable. Uh, or sorry, for, with a new 4K version of the console. And it's also, there may also be an update that's going to be adding Bluetooth audio to the Switch, which would be nice. Well, I guess that, that resolves that, that chat option. <laughs> I was just, yeah. had I looked one line up in our, <laughs> in our <laughs> document, I would have seen, yeah, no, th- apparently you can. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be Bluetooth audio update potentially coming out, and again, a new dock uh, for a 4K version of the console. I find it interesting that you can't actually go and buy docks kind of by themselves anymore. Um, only through the online store. Yeah, only through the online store. So there were third-party ones for a while, but they were causing some significant uh, issues with the hardware. Yeah. If yeah. I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Get your uh, voltage right. Something about third-party. You know, I'm just. just I, I like it for controllers. I don't know about uh, anything connecting to my actual hardware to act as a replacement piece for it, though. But uh, I don't. Know. N- not a whole lot here. This is a data mine uh, of some updates, and that's pretty much it. We've already talked a few times about a potential uh, Nintendo Switch Pro coming out, and this one is definitely seeming to confirm that there is going to be a Switch Pro because there's details of a Switch dock. And also with the upgrade to the audio, meaning Bluetooth Bluetooth headsets and the such will also be able to connect. Um, kind of kind of increasing the, the long-term longevity of the Switch iFi, especially with a 4K update. I mean... You know, why would you really need to upgrade from a Switch? What it, what would need to get you to upgrade from that Switch? They just released a 4K version. You get all the bells and whistles. 
I wonder if they're obviously going to have to have some kind of update come through for the games, or if there's going to be only going to be some games that are available in 4K or not. Uh, Danny, I'm going to throw it over to you. Obviously, are, are you interested? Are you interested in a 4K Switch? I will definitely buy one if they release it. It's not like I'm dying for it. Um, though, if they do release one, I'm definitely buying one day one. Um, I absolutely love my Switch. Definitely my most played console of all time. Uh, and I, I really do want to see what uh, what they have planned. Like you said, this increases the long longevity of the Switch itself. The Switch is already doing some major dominating numbers. Uh, and, you know, having a 4K Switch come out uh, will not only get people to, new people to buy it, but you also have the fan base that have been asking for it since uh, since the first rumors came out. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see how it is. Like I said, it, it's not something I'm dying that I need it right now because I can't handle my current Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'll be nice to see how, how if... I always give a big if because with Nintendo, it's very hard. Uh, sometimes they'll probably just save it for the next console. Um, but, um, you know, it'll be nice to see what they plan to do in the next year. What are you thinking, West? Does a Nintendo I mean, Switch uh, it's 4K have a interest for you? Yeah, like, I, I've been... I, I'm kind of looking for an excuse to buy a Switch um, because uh, I want to play Animal Crossing and, and my wife already is playing it, so I can't have my own island. I understand <laughs> I could play on her island, but I don't I don't want that. I want, like, the full experience. Yeah. Um... Couldn't you so yeah, so make another account. No, it's tied to the console. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ew, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I so I ever since like she expressed that interest, I was like, well, you jump in because this is this is something that she's really wanted to play, and it and it does look cool as I've been watching her play it. So I was kind of like i would like my own and as soon as i heard the 4k switch thing i was like well here's here's my reason to go buy another switch you know that that was it for me um and i mean this rumor's been floating around for a while and it's been getting a more and more detailed as things went on uh, i think it was bloomberg or forbes had a an article about the the rumor a couple months back where it started mm-hmm. to list more details about who was actually making the displays and things like that. So, you know, it was, uh, it, it's starting to look more and more like this is an actual thing. Uh, and, you know, maybe we see an announcement getting closer to E3. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like this sort of thing, I, I'm on board for that. Uh, I, I definitely would love to see some of the, the Switch games in 4K. And I've always, at least since the 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 Wii, I've always felt like Nintendo's always been like that resolution step behind, uh, and I am very excited to get to see them get on par because I think their games look fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited for a 4K Switch myself. I just got a new 4K TV, so I would love to play some Switch games on that 4K TV. And I mean. For me too, it's it's about increasing that longevity. We're in a 4K generation. We're talking about 8K, and kind of where the Switch has kind of felt a little bit behind. 4K came out in 2016, 2017, and without the Switch, kind of coming out the gate with the 4K, made it seem inferior. But at least now they're catching up. And uh, for the tech wise, not inferior sales wise at all. It's blowing off the charts. There's nothing inferior about the Switch. But uh, I w- before I go on to the next topic, I do want to quickly uh, jump back for a sec here. 
uh, to a comment uh, Angela just made uh, to Cargo's reply. Definitely, Microsoft is looking into potentially purchasing Discord. That's something we were discussing last week here on the podcast. And if they were going to be purchasing Discord, that could potentially lead to like an Xbox Live or Party Chat service coming to Nintendo Switch more formally. And that would be something that Nintendo wouldn't have to go get themselves all, uh, you know, fleshed out and built up. And that's probably why Nintendo hasn't gotten done. It's, it's a big task. So if they could have somebody kind of come in and just offer to do the, the voice chat side of things, I think that'd be a very, very nice thing for them to pick up on. But moving on for tonight, uh, I do want to tackle to, uh, to another issue here, and that is that the Hitman Studios CEO of uh, IO, he has come out and he is speaking out about crunch time and how much of a danger it is in the gaming industry. He recently sat down with Ryan McCaffrey over at IGN on the latest episode of their IGN Unfiltered podcast. And uh, the co-owner, CEO of IO Interactive, Hakan Abrak, he sat down to discuss crunch time. And one of the highlights that he had to say right off the bat is pretty much it's not only destroying souls, but it's also not an effective way of developing games. He says, I took over as an executive producer on Kane and Lynch just two years before it was launched. And at that point, the technology was just barely done. It was nowhere. Although it had been on the way for five years, it didn't really have any core features in place yet. That production was absolutely, it was crazy. For me personally, I ran people really hard. I was really hard. We crunched a lot. I remember myself, personally, myself in two years, I had two weekends where I was off both days or else I would have worked every day, two years straight, no vacation. I learned a ton from that. After that, I went on to do uh, research and development. I went on to be studio production director. When I turned to be the studio production director, I could actually affect things on how my production was run. Uh, it goes on to obviously talk about it more, but he really hits home at something and uh, is talking about something that not a lot of companies are willing to talk about. Obviously, there's huge issues relating to crunch time in the gaming industry. Look at the fiasco surrounding Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red. And a plethora of other developers who have had disgusting crunch times. Uh, Rockstar is known for some bad crunch times. Blizzard's known for bad crunch times. There's a lot of studios out there that are known for bad crunch times. So Wes, obviously, being being the dev, and uh, what, what, what do you think overall uh, crunch is doing to the gaming industry? I mean, it's hurting it. Like, there's there's no question. We're we're losing talent in the the games industry because of it um you know the 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 average time uh i, I was reading a, an article it was basically saying that the average length of employment in the gaming industry is is only about like six years if you make it beyond that you're considered like a veteran um and that's not very long in an industry that that you you would imagine that people kind of flock to and stick with right uh given the the amount of passion that a lot of, that people have for games enough to pursue a, a career in it um yeah crunch kills you it, it's it's not it's not fun like there there there's a, a sense of like a camaraderie and like a coming together and like the you know the the, the you sort of chatting with your colleagues as it gets later in the night like the 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 tone of everything changes and and not in like a, a bad way or like things getting darker or like you know a, a, a bad like in a bad direction just mm-hmm. like the the things become a little less formal and a little bit more jovial and that sort of thing in a way but overall it just it it completely saps your energy in a way that you're just not fully aware of 
at the time mm-hmm. and you kind of fall into this this sense of just like you're just you're just doing it and your mind is not in it anymore um and you're doing it because you have to you're doing it because the pressure is there to do it you know you're you, you know when you're on your way out the door and you see that person sitting there still at their desk and they were there when you left the night before they were there when you came in that morning you feel that that pressure to to stay yourself you know to come in when when you know on on the weekends or to stay late at night and come in early in the the in the morning and that um it, it's it's and it's it's just not good for games you no. know like the, there have been games yes that have come out and have been amazing uh naughty dog does a lot of crunch and their games are fantastic but it's not a like it's it's not a, a way of running a studio to, to on, on a long term basis, mm-hmm. you know. Like people have left Naughty Dog, and you know some of the stuff that's come out recently, where it, you know talking about what they're up to is kind of like a who who wanted this game that they're putting out next, you know. Um, it it, it affects the long term life of a of a developer, you know. It, at the end of the day, like you burn people out and they go and and work somewhere else because they can work a more normal schedule, get paid oftentimes better and and not have to deal with this. So, you know, at a certain point, it's like you reach a point where you just feel like I love games, but maybe I just love playing them. I don't need to make them anymore. I've done it, you know? Yeah. And. I imagine there has to be some turnover from people that you know, find themselves under these crunch situations, and instead of obviously staying under those crunch situations, they they move on. They're like, you know what? I'll I'll just get out of this thing completely. I don't I don't need to be here. I don't I don't need to be a part of this. I don't need to have this you know ruin in my life because a lot of a lot of times it's it's draining. Um, yeah. And and these people have are are talented. They have skills that can can work in other industries. You know, if you're an artist, you can go work in animation or movies or what have you, visual effects and 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 uh, animated movies and that kind of thing. You know, you can do uh, various art uh, across the board, right? Yeah. Um, and then programmers, of course, like you just go work on software somewhere else. Um, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> everybody needs software for something, right? So yeah. So. I, I believe you've answered this before, just for our other viewers in here. For crunch time, it's not a matter of, oh, it's just as solvable as adding in another person into the mix. It's that's right. not how this works. It, it really is works. just a a time issue, correct? Yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's the the adage of like too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have a big Thanksgiving meal, just adding more people into the kitchen to cook things is not the answer. No, you know it's 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 the time to be able to do it, right? Uh, and that and that's just the way it works. Um, you know, you you can't just throw more monkeys at the problem and and say, <laughs> well, it'll get solved. Like it's it's you're not going to get a good answer, right? You're, yeah. It's just, just just not the way that sort of thing works. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you can't just hire up for that sort of thing. Uh, a lot of companies do. Um, that's not unusual either. Is is as production ramps up, they they hire up a bunch of people project finishes and those people all disappear mm-hmm. um you know that's that's another problem um but yeah it's it, it it's it's hard to just jump into a project and and i can really only speak as a programmer mm-hmm. um but uh yeah it's it's hard to just jump into a project and just be like 
hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to start working on this now. Like, you don't know the architecture of the code. You don't know how things are set up. You could be given a bug that's like, okay, where is this thing? And you got to start searching, you know, and, and that's going to take time to get you up to speed. Like, it's it's not just a hit the ground running. It's hit the ground and, and ran your run your face off the, the pavement a few yeah. times before you, you actually get up to speed. Yeah. And, I mean, for a lot of people out there that are, that are developers too, I'm wondering if, you know, some of this crunch time leads to studios realizing, like, they're running out of time. And, you know, it's either they get this game completed in the crunch time or they don't get the game completed at all. Have you heard many of those kind of situations? I mean, that certainly happens. Um, you know, it, 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 crunch doesn't always just happen on the big AAA projects. It happens on the, the projects that are, you know, a, a developer just needs to stay alive. So they, they sign a, a quick thing with a, a publisher. You know, it, like we're putting out a game this fall and we're going to start it in March. Like, okay, good luck. You know, yeah. like that, that happens. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not just the big stuff that, that does this. Um, it's, it's small studios you've never heard of working on games you'd never want to play yeah. um, that are just, just trying to stay afloat. Um, yeah. So, you know, you got five, six months to, to finish a project. Time to get to work. Yeah. You know, it's, and, you know, and that's it. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it, it, it's, there's a lot of studios that, that run that sort of way that you just, you never hear of. I want to hit you one more time before I go to Danny because I feel I find that because you're situated the best for us, you know, you've got a lot to say on here. Do you feel that there is a solution to crunch time, or do you feel that a solution to crunch time is you know, almost like allowing for an extended crunch time or planning for crunch time and having that attributed being a part of a developmental cycle, or, or do you think that there are ways to get that out? I think I think you can get rid of it, yeah. um, and and I I think there are examples out there uh, of of companies that have been successful and have never crunched. Um, and the one that immediately jumps to mind is Supergiant Games. Um, I I follow their their CEO their their founder on Twitter, and he has said like we don't do crunch. We have never done it. And I don't know if you've played Hades, but that game is fucking incredible. That game is amazing. Yeah. And and all of their games are so so unique. Like they're not just making the same game over again. They they are treading new ground with every game that they make. And it, it's just it's management. It's managing the project correctly. It's giving the people the time they need to get things done. Um, and it, it's it's listening to you know those people that are working on it when they tell you there's a problem. When they 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 bring up an issue. Like it's 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 ensuring that they have those those resources they need to get the job done and rest is going to be a big part of that because it lets them get the job done in a more efficient and and better way mm -hmm. um, i feel i'm with you there too that there must be ways for us to eliminate the crunch i i can also see in ways where like that that crunch may or may not be a thing that exists even even if it still sticks around even you know if they were able to get it down to like a couple weeks be like hey instead of this like six month stupid crunch schedule we've planned accordingly we got like two weeks of crunch we gotta come in get a little bit of extra overtime uh overtime and but uh danny i, I want I've, I've definitely heard of studios doing that and then yeah. it just keeps going yeah yeah 
two weeks turns into four weeks turns into six weeks and yeah just just a couple more weeks and yeah a couple more weeks a couple more weeks and then two, it's two years later yeah and you're working on cyberpunk right a little quick uh, little chat there to bust the cami how's it going bust bust good to see you here this is player to player it's our weekly podcast where we discuss the gaming news that you don't want to miss out on my name is jake i got my co-host tonight with me danny and wes as always danny is a avid gamer loves nintendo loves sega and Wes is a game developer, so we get a lot of good insights there. And I myself am a former game store manager, so you get to have my kind of insights on the purchasing side of things, the pre-orders, all that kind of all that kind of jazz. But yeah, glad to uh, glad to have you here with us, Bust. Um, Danny, over to you. Uh, obviously, uh, knowing where you work, how would you feel if your management said to you, "Hey, Danny, you know you've been here a while." Uh, you know, three years since you started working here. For the next six months, we got a crunch time that we need you to come in. And instead of doing 40 hours, we need you to do 60 hours. All right? And 60 hours, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Hit Wes, hit, 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 hit me with the real number so I can hit him then. Hit him. Um. Well, I'm trying to think of, like, kind of the, the worst one that I ever did. And, <laughs> and worst one, I like, I, I don't want to, like, just sort of throw any of any of my employers current or former on under the bus or anything mm. like that like every studio i've been at has done crunch um for for longer and shorter periods of time but generally like in in sort of when i was doing crunch my days would would be coming in around you know eight or nine in the morning uh and then staying till midnight wow um sometimes later you know like if if there was one bug that we just had to get fixed or something like one thing that just needed to get done that day, you know, I I could be there till one or two in the morning, um, and then I I I'd, I'd be back there at you know seven eight nine. Fifteen to seventeen hour day, Danny. How are you feeling when management comes to you and says we got you need you to st- stock those shelves? Or <laughs> well, uh, let's just say you know we we all have our. Um you know, our thing of, of, um, not stress, but, you know, we, we all have that crunch time, right? Yeah. Uh, even, even for me, I, I have that crunch time at work. Probably not, probably not as bad as Wes, that's for sure. That not, at least not since my, uh, my college days. It. Yeah. I haven't had that since my college days of being in fine art and, you know, uh, having to finish projects by a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know how, I know where Wes is coming from. Um, but yeah, it's like we, you know, you guys were talking about how comp- how companies can can get out of that. The, the way that a company can do that is give your team the actual time uh, to you know to work through this. Forget you know that like like Wes said, all the cooks in the kitchen, right? That's what kills uh, a game. That's what gets people stressed out. That's why people leave and like Wes was saying a lot of people they uh, they don't last too long um, seven years if longer you know they're they're uh, role models and stuff right but um if you have a good project leader who understands that you need the time the appropriate time to get stuff done without having you know coming into your office every or your cubicle or whatever every five seconds and be like hey Wes you know you got to fix this bug and then you know five seconds later come again Wes is still on his first bug hey we found this one get get to work on this guy it, that that creates all that stress you need to have a perfect balance of 
not only taking care of what you need to, but also seeing that your employees or your team uh, is uh, not under that huge pressure to make this game great. And like I said, we, we've already seen how games can can get all destroyed in crunch time. Uh, it's it's always because of the high ups. It's always because of money. Uh, and you know, it, with CD Projekt Red and uh, and Cyberpunk, we we've got the idea that if a game can't be done properly, there's going to be repercussions, and that's what that's what they're facing right now. And now their name has kind of been thrown in the mud. Uh, hopefully, they can get a, a, around that with their next title, whatever it is. Hopefully, it's not you know twelve, fourteen years in the future. Uh, but it's one of those things that you need to have time. You need to be, you need to have trust in your team. That that is how you can get stuff done properly. Yeah. Eliminate all those cooks. Have one dedicated guy taking care of business and being like, you know, directing his team, and everything will go a lot smoothly. But that that's that's. That's a pipe dream. We live in a pipe dream because we know that that won't happen. We're just going to have more uh, games being pushed very quickly. Lots of updates on the first, uh, the first, <laughs> the first yeah, time you put it in. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the patches, you know, which is sad because uh, a game should be able to, you know, download it, insert it, whatever, and start playing. But we know that that does not happen at all. It does you're for never going to get away from from day one patches. Yeah, I think the, day one patches here to stay. And, and and you know what? I have to say, I'm actually a big fan of day one patches because I think it gives the developers just that much more time. Because mm-hmm. once something's yeah. gone gold and it's produced on a disc and it's being shipped out, like that's a month. That takes yeah. time, and that's a yeah. month. And it's like that game's out there for a month ahead. We're sitting here. I don't know what else to do. No, no, no. Go fix yeah. all the things that aren't done yet. And that guy goes or gal goes and puts that game in their console. It's going to update, and it'll be it'll be that much better. The the thing is, is that like the day one patch, like when you you yeah, and put in that perspective, yes, that is that is the the great thing about a day one patch is be, yeah. you can do that. the The problem is, is that in when when it's posed, you, you, the the bugs you're thinking of are like yeah, text bugs or little small little glitches, that sort of thing. You're not thinking major features or like crashes and things like that like that's i feel like day one patches have started to become that yeah where there are major things missing from the game until you patch the game yeah where and you know again maybe correct me if i'm wrong is that just a you know is that not a good thing for developers to have like in case they weren't able to get something that or do you think that they should have just delayed it all together instead of even I, I would say depending on what what it is, um, like if it's if it's small little things, like it's, you know, if if I had a pop up that say suddenly appeared full on the screen and then became small and popped up, yeah. I'd be like, oh okay, that's a bug. We can ship with that and I'll fix it in a day one patch. You know, yeah. like oh this this text thing is, you know, we forgot to put this this text in, so it's just a a, a reference ID. Okay, mm-hmm. we can fix that in a patch. Like. That sort of thing is is fine. It's it's when it's like, hey, this this major component of the game is not there on disc. Yeah, it's it's missing. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, got another one I want to hit you guys with tonight, and uh, we've talked about Epic before a lot, and something that we've talked about before as well is their free games that they give out. 
And that's a lot of free games. If you've been paying attention to some of the games they've given out this year, it has been some stellar titles, including last April when the very first lockdown went down. They had this like 17 days or 14 days of giving away games. And they gave away games like Grand Theft Auto V Premium Edition. They gave away Sid Meier Civilization VI. And just those two games alone are $100 together. And it's just an unfathomable amount of money that they're throwing away and giving away here. Now we actually have those numbers, though. And it's been brought to light because of the battle that they're having over there with, Ep uh, with Apple in regards to the store fight. Um, Apple is actually kind of the one that's been bringing it up, wondering aloud, you know, as, they, as, you know, as they would in the courtroom, is will Epic ever be profitable? Because just in this past year, they're set to lose 300, sit down, 330 million and it's battle of the game market share from Steam. That's a lot, a lot of money. And it's actually even shown that they had committed $444 million to exclusivity deals in 2020 alone. In the end of your report, Epic confirmed that players had spent around $700 million on the Epic Store in 2020, but that these 30 third-party games only accounted for $265 million of that total. It also shows that Epic has yet to earn back the $444 million advances to these third-party publishers. And although some of them are for games that are coming down the road in the future, uh, Apple is claiming that Epic is going to lose at least $330 million in unrecouped costs from minimum guarantees alone if 2019 deals are going to be thrown into the mixing conversation as well. It, it's kind of funny that you know they're, they're projecting... That uh, the Epic's Game Store may lose somewhere between 600 million in total by the end of 2021, and that the Epic's Game Store will not be profitable until 2027. Now, of course, this is estimates that Apple is bringing into the court to try and defend themselves against Epic, uh, uh, as as Epic is uh, defending itself in an antitrust complaint. Epic has already came out and responded to these findings as well. Uh, going as far to say that uh, the Epic Game Store is to start earning annual profits in 2023. Uh, furthermore, while Epic, well, Apple claims that Epic is still losing a ton of money, uh, Epic is, says that they're investing money and that this and 12%, its 12% revenue share are all part of the plan to take on the behemoth that is Steam. Uh, citing TEO, uh, citing TEO, citing CEO Tim Sweeney of Epic. He says EGS, the Epic Game Store, is not yet profitable at its current scale and stage of development because it has front-loaded its marketing and user acquisition costs to gain market share. So what do you think of all this, Danny? I mean, that, I, there's a whole lot of numbers being thrown around, and the, the real us back into, into some here. Uh, we have $444 million being what they set aside. $330 million is what they're set to lose. And this year alone, they have a potential loss coming up of $600 million. Is this smart? Is Epic doing what they need to do to tackle Steam and to make a footprint in the PC gaming world? Or do you think that they're shooting themselves in the foot and are going to come out losing this pretty bad? You know, they're talking about numbers like, you know, we're talking about hundreds of dollars. That is a lot of money. Like, I, I know there's a lot that goes into it, uh, you know, to make games. I know a lot goes into um, putting money aside for future projects, but and, and trying to fight Steam. That That's all great and stuff, but 
has a lot of money to lose, and they only see themselves turning a profit in 2027. That that's uh, quite far away. A lot of things can happen in that time frame. Um, and you know, I, I've said it before. Like, I, I find it crazy that you know when you were talking about the Epic Store and getting these games uh, for free and stuff, it's just like that. You know, you don't go to a store and they don't hand you the game. And be like, hey. You know, here's your copy of so and so for free, kind of yeah. thing. Like it's it's a huge hit. I, I find it a very very risky move. I've always found it very risky, uh, and it, it's just a thing. Like to turn that profit that far away um, is is a gamble. It, it's a really big gamble, and whether or not you know the epic uh, can can do that um is something that we'll have to see and you know everyone's bringing up epic and the and fortnite yes fortnite will give you a huge amount of money uh but definitely not the amount of money they've lost like they're losing per per year on capital right there that's it, like you know fortnite is huge yes i'll agree with everyone and <laughs> they, they earn a lot of money there's a lot of merchandise that they sell of course, the loot boxes, you know, the cosmetics, everything that goes into Fortnite. Uh, and now, of course, you have the subscription, uh, which will give them a little bit more cash, which probably is their idea of what's going to help them reach uh, the thing to make a profit. But that's still way too much money that they're losing. Uh, and this could have really bad repercussions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We got Bust of Cami in the chat here saying, uh, I'm talking, make sure we're talking about the right epic. He's like, are we talking about like the old school epic or are we talking about, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still same the same company. epic. It's still the same, same epic. Company. There's still the epic. same epic. And uh, I wish it was the old school. He says games like yeah, Fortnite. I, I feel like there's there's a, a distinction that needs to be made here that we're, we're strictly talking about the Epic's, Epic Games Store. Yeah, yeah. not the not, Epic Company. Not Fortnite. Like not Epic the Company. Well, not, yeah, not. Like Fortnite is still making them money. They are still making money. It's just this Epic Game Store venture is is hemorrhaging money. Well, so so much like Microsoft isn't just Xbox, right? No, like if sure. Xbox is losing money, Microsoft is still okay. I guess it'd be like the Microsoft Store in a comparison, as opposed. As yes. Opposed to, but for instance, yeah. Fortnite is on the Epic Game Store. Yes. But yeah. it's not the sole thing on the Epic Store. It's Game not Store. the only, yeah. So they're saying, like, look, they are dumping a bunch of money into the Epic Game Store to get exclusives yeah. to do all this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Fortnite is keeping them alive. Yeah. And, and, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so... Like, like, don't don't confuse this as, like, hey, Epic is 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 going under. They are, they yeah, are in the hole not. for... They're not. It's just like, the store, just the Epic Game Store. And, yes, and so, this thing that they have launched. On that note, too, because... I'm finding a very interesting trend with Epic recently in their purchases. Fortnite, free to play. Rocket League, former purchase, now free to play. And they recently have purchased Fall Guys, another game that was a purchase game. Now, I believe, will be a free to play game. And now, if there's a strategy for you to develop a game store, where there's going to be a large, I mean, how do you create a large user base to then have a store? Well, obviously the free games are that route. And I really feel that they are going after these free games and they're going to have a, they're going to have a catalog of free games that are triple A free games like Fortnite, like Rocket League, like Fall Guys, that you'll be able to go to Epic and you'll always be able to play. They'll always be there. 
right? And, and that's what makes the Epic Game Store so appealing for developers. They go, oh, so you're telling me I can put my game on like the same store that Fortnite's on? Nope, I'm done. Well, and that's and that's the gamble, right? Like, Fortnite was what allowed them to bankroll this. Yeah, absolutely. And and continues to do to do so. But I I've been looking at these free games they've been putting out over the last few weeks, and they've been getting a bit more obscure. Games yeah. that you know I hadn't heard of. Games that I was like, I has this even? I've never heard of this game. They they do you know, this. I will say they do they do this where they've got way like weeks where it's just like what is this game coming out? Um, right now checking the Epic Game Store. The free game this week is three out of ten season two. I don't even know that one. But that next week you've got three games coming up for free. You got the Pony of the Complete Journey, Ken Follis the Pillars of the Earth, which I've heard is a fantastic game, and the first tree. So. The Pony of the Complete Journey and the First Tree never heard of. Pillars I've heard of. That's still three games that I don't have to to do anything with. It's it's there. I mean, like the, the beauty of Epic. Like some of the games that I here's some of the games I've got this year. Is there a big thing brought up in the chat too? Uh, Total War uh, or, or uh, a Total War story or, or Troy? A Total War Troy. story? Yeah. Yeah. Total War um, Saga. That right there was a game that was released one day only back in August. If you had Epic Year, they picked it up. That that, that game alone is a $54.99 game. And... Yeah, I mean, as Bust of Cammy is saying, it's, it's not a sustainable thing, which is kind of the what what we're saying, or, or yeah. what like what this report is, right? Is that they have spent a lot of money on this, and they're not getting that back yet. Yeah. And... and they're, and basically for them, they're saying, hey, yeah, that's part of the plan. Two more years and we're there. Um, and uh, yeah, this is Apple. And Apple is, is saying, no, oh, no, no. You, you guys are not profitable on this until 2027. Um, like, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And, I, I, and, and the Epic Games Launcher is not where Steam is. You know, and... Some of that is because Steam has been around for so long, but there's other stuff that that thing launched with that are just that that just should have been there. Mm -hmm. You know that like there's no cart, there's no there's no community stuff at all. Um, this is all stuff that kind of should have been there from day one. Um, yeah. If if you really if you really want to say hey we're going to compete with with Steam, Steam is not just a storefront. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not. It's definitely a community community feature, community set, and uh, you, you guys are 100 like just like Bust of Cami says. As long as thousands of transactions are happening on Steam every day, Valve doesn't care. Skins from CS and Dota make Valve millions. It's why Half Life Three or yeah. Left 4 Dead Three hasn't been made either. Valve doesn't need to do a thing. And you're right there. You're right. And uh, like Valve's in a very, very, very comfortable position. But at the same time, like I also feel that Valve and Steam. I, I, Steam is not infallible either. Steam has problems. Yeah. Um, I would say that I don't know if Steam's losing Steam because their concurrent player base is at an all-time high. But I would say, and I, and I will say this, that there is something to be said about lost leaders. And there's something to be said about, I mean, when you're going to go and take on somebody as big as Steam, you you kind of have to take a hemorrhaging. You you 
there's no other way into the door and this isn't just a, a true story about uh you know this, this isn't just a gaming industry thing this is a applicable uh, applicable thing to almost any scenario in any business out there is that generally in that first second year business you're losing money to your competition because you have to kind of break the rules to get yourself out there and the sort so um i i have to say that uh, a lot of my game time has moved over to epic games games that are on epic as opposed to games that are on steam like i i find myself desiring less to purchase on steam because i don't find that there's any uh as much of a kickback i guess is the is the thing there whereas like at least with epic i'm getting free games every week so it's like oh i might as well add them all into the same one kind of catalog area where i have all my games to play but i i I think i would like to see steam get into the free games too because you know they're the only ones that don't microsoft does sony does uh epic does nintendo doesn't but uh, Nintendo doesn't have to because they're Nintendo. Maybe that's what Steam is too. Steam's just like, fuck you guys. We have all the games. We are the games. You will come to us for the games. I mean, <laughs> Valve kind of gives off that impression a little bit. Like, they are a private company and they they provide, like, zero transparency into their system, right? Like, what is Valve doing, like, right now? Here's a big one, actually, that uh, Busted Cami just brought up. Where we talk business, is Epic talking Sony into releasing their games on their platform, which is pretty big. Yeah, uh, I still think that's a, I, I still think that's a Sony checking those waters, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're gonna see PS5 exclusives launching until P, like PlayStation Six is out. But really, you, you don't think? I, that... I think, I think so. I, or at least like several years down the line. I don't think we're gonna see, like. An ex- I, at least not soon. I don't think we're going to see an exclusive launch on a PlayStation Five and PC on the same day. Because yeah, Godfall is not a PlayStation Five exclusive, but I, but I believe that's coming to PC and Xbox this year. Or I think so. Yeah, something like that. I but like, that... I mean, Horizon Two isn't going to launch on PC the same day. No. You know, if, if Sony ever makes a Bloodborne Two, and please, Sony, make a Bloodborne Two get from to make a bloodborne 2 uh yeah it's that's not releasing day of right like i i the, the in the news last week with sony they still see those big budget triple a blockbusters as being the things that sell systems they do yeah it, it, it's very interesting to be sitting back right now taking a look at things and seeing where everyone's going microsoft is going game pass sony is sticking to the triple a blockbuster and then there's nintendo being Nintendo and declaring that games will only be available for six months and just breaking all boundaries of what normal normal trends are in the industry. Still and, not uh, okay with that. Yeah, right? But here not okay are, with it. Here they are just crushing everyone in their sight with this handheld console and Xbox Game Pass is a bargain, frankly. Absolutely, Busted Cameo. I was raving about this last week that I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, one subscription, okay, and I play on the PC. My wife plays on our Xbox, and I have made my account that home Xbox, or like that console is my account's home Xbox. So all of the accounts on it 
get access to not only my Xbox Live membership, but my Game Pass. So you have, uh, um, you you have like Star Wars Squadrons came out. It's a game I've been playing with Wes uh, a little bit recently. So I picked up that because it's on EA Play now on Game Pass, and my wife got to play it. And that's a fifty four ninety nine game times two plus tax would have been one ten plus tax Canadian just to play or buy that game and, and, and play it. And uh, yeah, one one seventeen ninety nine subscription. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> game, game Pass is still a, still a great deal. I I feel that the PC one could go a little further. Like we don't oh, have mods. You got that first time trial offer. Like that's no. even. Yeah, you, you get Game Pass for the first month. I refunded it for a joke as well. I refunded. <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> that is pretty good. I like that. About a dollar refund. I want my refund. I'll still get you. Still get your time there. <laughs> oh man, that's that's wait a dollar. What 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 a great deal. What a great deal. Can I get uh Buster Cammy says? Can the lads give me a stance on Bloodborne being better than the Souls series? You're gonna hate me for this. I've actually not played the Souls series before. I want to, but I've not got around to playing them and beating them yet. So, well, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna beat you on that one. I haven't played either, so <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> we're, we're real bad. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be me walking into this death trap. It's, it's, it's uh, gonna be you, buddy. It's, it's all I, you, I saw this. Okay, I saw this question pop up in the chat. Uh, does that include Sekiro? This is a good Does that include? Do, yeah, are, we, are, are we just comp- are we just comparing uh, Bloodborne? It's no. Okay. Uh, yes, Bloodborne is better than Dark Souls. I I will I will say that. I've heard that a lot too. That blood uh, Bloodborne people enjoyed a lot more than the Dark Souls series. There's something about that game, and it could just be my sensibilities in terms of like art direction and that sort of thing, but. Holy fuck! That like the gothic Victorian look of that game, the the play style changing from, um, changing from that like super defensive style of of that that you get in Dark Souls, uh, to like the much more aggressive and, and movement based style of of Bloodborne. It just fits so nicely, and then they gave me a cane that turns into a whip, and I'm just fucking sold, man. Sold. Sold, absolutely. Oh. And Demon Souls was was fantastic. Demon Souls, when I played that on the PS3, like back in '09, was yeah. it? It was unbelievable. I was blown away that a game would just be so fucking ballsy to say like, "Hey, uh, what if you die and you just have to start the level over again?" Yeah. And all of the enemies have respawned. Oh. Um, yeah, Demon Souls is fantastic. Dark Souls is fantastic. Bloodborne is better. Demon's Souls was exclusive to the PS3 and got remade recently. That's the recent yep. one on PlayStation 5. But, uh, yeah, it, that, that PS5, that game's Is it gorgeous. better than Demon's Souls? Because Demon's Souls came first. Rice has never pulled a bear. Uh, I, accordingly, yeah, Bloodborne is uh, apparently better than all of them. So Bloodborne holds I have the a crown. soft spot for Demon's Souls because it was the first one. Yeah. And and Dark Souls won because it was the first one of that style. Yeah. There, there, was a, there was a different... Um, there's, there's a... a, a, a trying to think of a different framework to to demon souls versus dark souls um one being like hub based like hub and spoke versus uh, open world but um but yeah bloodborne is just it's just something else yeah it's just it so is, good. Uh, 
I need to get around to playing it. There, there's a couple, like, that's one of the games, Bloodborne and others, and, and Horizon, I wish. Well, Horizon's over on Steam, or Epic. Now I'm just waiting for it to go hugely on sale before I pick that up. But I wish that more of the Sony games were becoming a little bit more available. Like, Xbox, like you can go and play all of Xbox's titles if you're a Sony fan by getting Game Pass and playing on PC. But there's no way to access Sony's titles, or even Nintendo's titles for that matter, really, unless you've got those systems. And... Nintendo, I think, has the better catalog to do that with. I think Nintendo has the the better like long term ability for it. But and I said, but they keep uh, fucking that up. They they don't at all. There's like what they have Legends like, Legends like, of the, the Sky Wii Virtual Wii. Console. Why is that gone? Okay, that's fair. We yeah, that's fair. which one? The Wii Virtual, the virtual console. console. Why why uh, did the Wii Virtual Console go away when the Wii U came out and then went away even more when the Switch came out? Yeah, that is a very good question because I really loved it. And then well, see, it vanished. See, plus, yeah. I'm actually the opposite side of that, right? So I'm actually going to take it one step further. And if you've... I know you're new here, so if you catch some of our other ones, you'll hear me more. I think that Microsoft's going to win this console, Jen. And I think that Microsoft's probably... And I've actually said this. Um, I think that if like, if we're talking about like a next console gen and, and who's going to be around for it and uh, who's, who right now, in my opinion, has the best outlook for a future, I would say Microsoft and Nintendo. I think Nintendo has won in the case of the, um, uh, the handheld. And I think that it's also one in its catalog of games you can't beat nintendo N nintendo could make consoles for the next 50 years and no one could touch them because every year every console generation oh the pc and blank con was 100 100 yeah yeah you're right there but yeah 100 like that's it is like they've ditched the console that like the idea of the console they're like nah we're we're done with this idea this is this is too little for us let's go pc and let's go get ourselves on phones and tablets like you know why why worry about selling 100 million consoles and you only being able to sell to those 100 million people when you could go and sell to 2 or 3 billion people just by opening up what devices your games are played on. Oh, right, Microsoft did that with the Game Pass. You can play it on your phone and your tablet and your computer and your Xbox and soon to be Nintendo Switch? Maybe, we'll find out in the fall. Boss says the Wii U had the virtual console and more games than were on the Wii. And then they they also charged you to get any yeah. of your games back from the yeah. Wii for a, for a bit as well. I guess you yeah, could import the Wii Virtual Console channel, the, the Wii channel onto your Wii U. That's good. See you go by as well. You would transfer all your stuff over, and that's how it worked. You had you had yeah. to transfer your whole console over. Yeah, and then if you yeah. wanted to play them on the 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 controller, you had to pay an extra buck or something like that for all of those yeah. games. Yeah. 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 I mean that's a Nintendo way of doing things, sure. Yeah. Well, they have um, they've done it for years, right? Their pre and their uh, yeah. preferals, they've been doing it for years. <laughs> doing yeah, it for I mean, years. They, I, I get it. They want me to keep buying Super Mario Brothers over and over again, and I'm the mm -hmm. sucker that's going to keep doing it. But same. Yeah, I, I, I think but that, man, I think Nintendo's got that. Like, Nintendo has twenty or thirty characters they can just make a new game for, and then they yeah. have another twenty or thirty characters. That everyone wants them to make a game for, but they won't. Like, there's no Princess Daisy game. There's no Waluigi game. There's been a Wario game here and there. You know, it's uh, yeah. 
Vagobot says, uh, there were a small number of games that couldn't transfer over, but I don't recall ever having to pay more to play the games and transfer over to my Wii U. No, I think you could play them on the help. TV, but, and Danny, you can correct me, if, if, if you wanted to play them on the controller, you needed to pay an extra fee or something like that. It was only for some games, because I remember that most of my games transferred over perfectly. Uh, I know Raygobot uh, Ray says that some couldn't. That's true. There was a few that didn't cross over. Um, but I do remember paying an extra bit of money for one of the games. I don't remember which one it was, but there was one game that charged extra or that it was co- it costed extra compared to what you would to. buy. Yeah. Mm, okay. That makes a little more sense. It might, it might have cost. Why don't I... I... I don't know about them charging to play on their control. I, I can see. Yeah, I could being, be misremembering. Absolutely. I can see there being a higher price for the game, but yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, again, like fucking they they like you like you said they have that library. At Regobot says nobody wants a Princess Di- a Daisy game. My daughter wants a Princess Daisy game, <laughs> and uh, that's one person I have to appease somehow. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, come on, help me out, man. Toss a man a bone. That's but, great. Uh, right? Uh, Busted Cammy uh, says they don't care. It will be Xbox, Game Pass, and Sony's variant, depending on what company you attach to. And then Nintendo will rule the handhelds, in person consoles, depending on whatever you subscribe to on your personal computer. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the way of things, doesn't it, Bust? Sounds like the way of things. And Nintendo will always be there in the handhelds. I, I feel that if there's going to be somebody who can continue on consoles, it's Nintendo. It's just Nintendo. Right? There, there was mention of Bloodborne on PC. I would yes. take that. Yes. Or just, you know, update the PS4 version to run at 64K on, on the PS5. I'd be Ooh. okay with that, too. Ooh, that sounds good. Except I you like know, the PC version that game. a little bit It's got to be updated to do it. I want the PC because then I can play it. I don't have a PS5. It's, it's, it's locked at 30. I want it at 60. Ooh. It's got to be updated to do it. <laughs> That's all I'm but- saying. So, you know, bring up, you know, bring up uh, Sony. I just wanted to bring up one thing. Why isn't Sony being at E3? That's what I want to know. They have not announced that they're going to be at E3 this year. E3 is happening, guys. I do not know why they're not. We have Microsoft has said they're in it. Nintendo's in it, and a few other big, um, big companies. I, I don't know what Sony's coming up with. All I know is I've been trying. I've been following Sony in there. There's stuff around the world, uh, especially mostly in Japan, and how bad it's it's kind of doing over there because of certain stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel that uh, a lot of this has to come down to uh, where things have led us to over the past few years. Sony won the last generation, um, or at least against Microsoft. Uh, Quite handedly, uh, anyone thinking otherwise, you're wrong. Um, but like they, in my opinion, have a big boy complex still. And it was first seen with the whole Microsoft and Nintendo deals around the Mine- Minecraft worlds opening up, the realms opening up, and the unlocking of crossplay between them. Sony was the last one. Sony was the last one to the game, and. Uh, yeah, it's like, and this, I'm right there with you, Regobot. Regobot's gonna do a separate state of play video after E3. That's it. I don't think that they yeah. need to go to E3. I, I think that they're like, you know, we're, we're, we're above that. We're above E3. We're just gonna do our own thing. 
And for that matter, it's not just them. I think that Nintendo's also seen this in a lot of ways. I'm actually surprised Nintendo's going to E3. I think E3 should be dead. But, the, but that's that, the thing, though, is that, you know, in, Nintendo is doing their own Nintendo Direct. They've been doing it for, yeah, for the last four or five years. But they still do it around that time. Doing it after E3, when the hype is gone, it's not really a smart move, that's for sure. Well, I, I, I think by, by what, do what it he's before. saying, that's like after E3, before. it would be in that same sense of like, it's uh, not after E3, it'd be like, you do it the week before E3. The week before E3, or, or literally like the, 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 the Friday night. The Tuesday, yep. the Tuesday, oh, Bethesda's broadcast ended Tuesday at midnight again. Great. Okay, well, Wednesday at, at 12 o'clock, it's Sony. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, they're not even missing E3. They're including themselves in E3. Yeah. Yeah, like, there'll still be hype for it regardless when they do it. And I think so, too. As a lot of that stuff's as, been pushing into that weekend, though. As long as they've just got it in the E3 week. It doesn't matter to me when it's going to come out. Um, and another thing I go about seeing on here, people get excited for Nintendo Directs in the middle of the year. And that's it. I, I think E3's dead. I think that E3... I mean, it should be for a should, number of reasons. Yeah, it should be yeah. for a number... I think that last year uh, with COVID killed it, this year will be like one of its last flattering years, but... I think that the, again, there's a lot of old behaviorism still going on in the gaming industry, right? I, I, you know, we're, we're talking about Sony and not moving their PC games forward. You know, why Sony holding their games on consoles? Well, because they're in the big boy position. They can and they will, right? Microsoft's tossing their games out there because they lost the console generation. And they want more sales. Um, uh, companies, gaming companies like Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony have been doing a much better job of just talking directly to their audiences just via Nintendo Directs, via Sony conferences, via Microsoft streams. Like this, like, we're going to save up everything and only discuss it once every year in this big presentation. I, I almost hate E3 because it's just you get highlights of all these games that aren't coming out for years. And it's like, great, I got shown off God of War you know, how many years ago? And it finally came out and... I think it took well, like four and, or and there was years, the other side like... of E3, which was to just get that that big showcase, right? To get that spot on the news, to get that cover story on USA Today, like that. That's where E3 really flourished was having that national mainstream media attention um, to to say like, hey, all the latest video games were on display in LA this week. You know, like that was the big thing for them. They've and already... that's not really. That that even that hasn't been a thing, yeah. right? Like it used to be that that if you were at E three, you could pick up the the I think it was USA Today, uh, the newspaper that would be dropped off at your hotel room, and just open up that article and read about all the games that were going to be announced that day. Yeah, yeah. Because there was that 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 exclusive thing there, um, and that that's not really needed anymore. You know, like the mainstream media doesn't really give a shit about the latest video games so they, sure they, they they might talk about a console launch but e3 is not a draw for them anymore no. you know like and and you're right like the the, the companies themselves they can do their own thing yeah. nintendo's been doing their own thing sony's been doing their own thing like those those directs come out and get people's attention the people that are interested and would watch e3 anyway are paying attention throughout the year it's not just in june when we pay attention to video games yeah and that's it is this whole like you know this this big, it's like the Oscars and stuff. It's just, I don't know. You see the Oscars numbers tumbling off every year because it's its information that, oh, we're saving it all up for this one day. And it's like, but why? You don't need to do that anymore. 
like we can transfer this information and, and share this information faster than needing like one day and uh and ever polar bear would ask how would getting pc uh, ps games to pc even work microsoft owns the most used operating system so would sony be forced on some sort of license no there's no as regular bot mm-hmm. in the chat there's nothing there it's an operating no, you just service pay epic or steam or yeah. valve you're, you're paying the the people who are putting it on their store as a as a file download it's nothing to do with microsoft in there but uh that is it for our conversation I mean, tonight directly and the developers have to will yeah. probably develop on windows if you want to really get you yeah. know semantic about it you could get there but yeah it, you're, you're just giving money to epic or valve yeah but that is it for our conversation tonight folks we've gone uh 15 minutes over our usual gonna say, talk we, time we're gonna go through midnight <laughs> I, I was gonna say like if i don't stop us here i think we're gonna do a two hour uh two hour show here and <laughs> it was starting to roll and i was like oh this is gonna be the one this is it this, this is, is it, it. Yeah. that's floor's all slippery now right and i'm like <laughs> we only went halfway through the list we could still go you know but uh i mean we didn't even touch on that sony days gone stuff no and that, that was a big one that's, too that that's a, a big one yeah that, that is a really big one and uh yeah, maybe maybe we need to start thinking about pushing this to two hours again or something. I don't know. Nope, nope. We're not having that conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not don't, in the show. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, Microsoft refused to give Great. their titles to PC, even though Windows is a PC uh, gaming. They've done it because it allows more cash through, though, and Sony are having to think about it. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm all about bringing in that cash in, Andy. But yeah, that's it for, for tonight, folks. Thank you to everybody for coming out and being a part of our player-to-player conversation Every week, this is what we do. We discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss out on, and you get to hear our lovely thoughts on it. We've got some pretty crazy, wild, out-there ideas, and sometimes they all come together to make sense. Danny, Wes, been a pleasure, as always, talking to you wonderful gents. Hope you guys have had a great night. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for a fun, exciting night. You guys lit up the chat, and it was great. Thank you for joining. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. It was uh, it was good fun to... to see the uh see the chat going there and i i was very much worried when i saw that souls uh bloodborne uh question there i was like oh shit right I, if i say the wrong thing man shots fired that, 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 that. right <laughs> but it's the bloodborne. end was coming it's fucking bloodborne yeah this is what we do for every monday from 9 to 10 p.m so it's usually one hour conversation folks so uh thanks to bust of cammy for coming out octi for the raid Regobot for coming by and so many others. Appreciate everyone. We'll be back next Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. Again, here discussing the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss out on. And in case you missed it, got only halfway through or want to hear our thoughts on other gaming news that we've already talked about, you can go and find that over on your favorite podcast sources. We're over on Apple's podcast source. We're over on Spotify. We're over on, you can, if you have anything that has podcasts on it, we're probably there. I've made sure, like, we're on a lot. We're on a lot so yeah make sure you go out there and uh, give us a follow follow us on our social medias if you're not on our discord come join us in discord and uh we will see you all guys next monday take care